So I would do what anybody did in that situation and think, right, enough's enough. I'm going to eat healthily, going to lose a bit of weight. And so I would start to um, eat fruit. You know, I'd eat more fruit. I would um, eat less, but more often, as was the rule back then, or the, um, I wouldn't say the rule, but that was advice that was certainly given. And, um, and, you know, now I understand why, but at the time, that would make things even worse. Welcome to Forever Young, the health podcast from Lanzerhof. My name is Nils Behrens, and I'm not looking for eternal use. I'm trying to find answers to what leading a healthy life really means. Therefore, I will be talking to various health experts to find out what you can do to stay fit for as long as possible. And who knows, perhaps this knowledge will help lead you to a longer life after all. Just listen to your gut. Most of the time, this is easier said than done. But occasionally, our stomach does communicate with us in pretty obvious ways. For example, through loud rumbling when we are waiting for our lunch break. Unfortunately, our gut is especially communicative when something doesn't please it, which often shows through stomach aches and just feeling uncomfortable. My guest today has a lot of experience with these rather negative signals from her stomach. But luckily, she also found a way to silence them. Claire Irvin is a journalist and a novelist and known to be one of the most exciting and dynamic magazine editors in the UK, having worked for the areas of parenting, fashion, celebrities and more, she's now the head of travel in the Telegraph newspaper. In 2018, she visited the Lanzerhof and Lanz also independently from her duties as a travel journalist. She went to Austria hoping to heal her ongoing stomach and digesting issues. And today she will share with us how she managed to solve the problems. Welcome, Claire Erwin. Hi, thank you. <laughs> so Claire, thank you very much for your time um, in our um, conversation. Before we started the recording, you mentioned already that uh, your digesting problems were one of the most clicked interviews of the Telegraph for many, many months. Uh, yes. So <laughs> maybe let's uh, share this um, information also with our listeners and start with yeah, the beginning. Uh, well, I mean, it was, it was quite incredible, really. I'd written the feature about um, my, my, my gut journey and uh, my trip to Lanzerhof. And I'd given it the... Um, the title the headline how a gut clinic changed my life because I really believed that it had and um one of our biggest radio presenters um and tv presenters actually in the UK Chris Evans had apparently seen it was the cover feature for the Telegraph magazine this feature and he'd seen it one weekend he'd picked it up he'd read it he'd spoke, talked about it to his wife I didn't go into detail, but clearly he must have had some um, some gut issues himself. Talked about it with his friends, found that there was a really, really high level of interest amongst his friendship group and his family about this and um, and called me on the show. So Chris's breakfast show um, for Virgin Radio is is I think it I don't know I think it's one of it's certainly one of the um the biggest radio shows in the UK and he is definitely a national treasure. So um you know people take what he says very 
um, with a pinch of salt, but they like to hear what he says. And he, he clearly has a huge amount of influence. So I went on, we had a really great chat and he's very fun. He's quite... Um, very very funny presenter has got a big team of people around him so we had a really great conversation and um and literally you know I left that studio and got back to the newsroom at the telegraph and my my feature was trending on twitter it was um you know the 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 top hitter on the telegraph website that day which I was delighted about you know it's always great to have a successful feature but it just went on and on. <laughs> and as I was saying to Nils before the podcast, you know, we have this um, great dashboard in the newsroom which shows us all our statistics and how things are doing. And this story just kept sitting at the top of our uh, leaderboard and on and on and on. And then it became a standing joke, you know, Claire's gut. Um, every morning at conference we talk about it, it's very funny. So, um, and, and, and indeed, as I said, it's, um, it's still one of the, um, you know, the, the, the most engaging features we've run and um, continues to do very well. And I think that just shows what a um, a universal issue gut health is and also how unspoken it's been for so long you know and, and I'm sure we'll get to talk about um, how long I suffered with um, with bad gut health um, but but kind of I just thought it was me you yeah. know I didn't think it was something I could solve I just thought yeah, it was Yeah, but at there. the end, this is not this typical kind of small talk you are doing at parties or something like that, <laughs> talking about your gut and your stomach. And uh, honestly, no. uh, it must be, it is something very personal at the end. Uh, so uh, on the one hand, I could understand that you are happy to write such a successful piece. But on the other hand, uh, it must felt a little bit weird in a way to um yeah knowing that that uh, the whole well, nation knowing about my <laughs> <Yeah>. bowel <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly and not only that the photograph that they taken was me in my dressing gown and i just kept saying i mean can we just at least change the <laughs> photograph i mean people are really sick of that dressing gown <laughs> although can i say it was a lanzahoff dressing gown so a very lovely one too <laughs> But, yeah, Claire, um, yeah. Maybe uh, uh, maybe some so, of our listeners haven't read your piece. So uh, let's start from the beginning. So what kind of problems you had? Uh, mm. What was the reason behind that you came to us? Well, I mean, for so many years, and and I I was thinking when we we spoke before exactly when did it start? And I honestly can't remember. It would have been in my mid twenties. You know, I was. I've always. I'm quite. I'm not a stressed person, but I do thrive on a high level of busyness and kind of um, everyday stress. And so I suppose, you know, that has an impact on um, on you physiologically as well as, as psychologically. And, you know, I, I've, as I say, very busy, very social life. Um, I was always out. Um, my job means I'm always at functions. So, you know, probably my diet wasn't great. I was probably drinking, although um, not a lot at one any one time, probably more regularly and more than I should have done. I can remember, gosh, certainly in my early 30s, having really, really severe um, cramps. And, and I can't remember not having uh, moments at work where I would have to um, excuse myself, shall we say, or feeling very very tense and um pretend, you know on the cusp of huge embarrassment in meetings when i felt my stomach cramping and and obviously you know that leading to perhaps 
wind or something really, you know, uh, socially unacceptable. And uh, was it also you know, that you uh, that you can hear it that you have the problem? So was it possible for? Yeah, for there was. It would, it. it would. There would be. Yeah, I mean, I would have gurgling tummy quite a lot, um, but it was also just that sense of having to control something nobody else could see and focusing on that potentially rather than fully focusing on what I should have been as well. So, you know, the, 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 the impact was, um, was fairly 360. It was, you know, it was on how I felt, how I acted, how I did my job and therefore how I socially interacted with people. So, uh, you know, I think this is also why it is such for those people who suffer from it and don't feel they can talk about it suddenly being able to read about somebody else's experiences or talk to them about it is so impactful because you know and, and as I say gut health was not a thing when I was in my early 30s you know I'm now 47 so that's nearly 20 years ago and people just whether or not they didn't know about it but just didn't talk about it so I just assumed it was the way my body worked it was something I was going to have to deal with And although it did get really bad a couple of times, um, so I had to, I mean, at one stage I went for an endoscopy, but um, but equally actually going to the doctors, it wasn't really taken seriously. You know, my GP would kind of look at me with a blank look on their face as if I, you know, was just, I don't know, not putting it on, but it just was a thing I'd have to just get all suck up and just get on with. Yeah, the the thing is that this is one of the typical I symptoms. I don't know if that's answered your question in full. Um, uh, no, but but this kind of symptoms is for me is a very typical thing where um, you can't say that you're really ill, but on the other hand, you're not feeling well, and this is exactly the 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 problem from my point of view. That uh, from from the official di uh, diagnosis, you are healthy you're not yeah. ill but uh, at the end it doesn't matter if you're not feeling comfortable so this is exactly what i would say this is one of the core competence from lanzerhof um, why the people are coming to us mm. and you know the, the really confusing thing about it was that for years and years um you know it's this vicious circle whereby i would I would clearly have overdone it. I would have, you know, been eating unhealthily. I would have been drinking too much. So I would do what anybody did in that situation and think, right, enough's enough. I'm going to eat healthily. I'm going to lose a bit of weight. And so I would start to um, eat fruit. You know, I'd eat more fruit. I would um, eat less, but more often, as was the rule back then, or the, um, I wouldn't say the rule, but that was advice that was certainly given. And, um, And, you know, now I understand why. But at the time, mm -hmm. that would make things even worse. So I and I would end up doubled over. You know, I, I, I um, the feeling I had, which I didn't realize until I was at Lanzerhof and I didn't feel like it anymore, was that I was constantly doubled over, could never stand up straight. Now, although I may well have actually physically been standing up straight, the feeling was that I couldn't. And actually eating healthily would just make me feel even worse. Well, now I know I've been to Lanzerhof. That's because I've got an off-the-scale fructose allergy. But, you know, who knew back then? Because nobody was taking me seriously. Nobody was listening. I was just getting on with it. So, you know, my... Um, I'd be on this diet, my stomach would bloat even more than it had done before, I'd feel even worse. Within a couple of weeks, I was back on the cheese baguettes and a you know glass of wine. And, and of course, exacerbating the problem even more. So, you know, it really is 
it's very detrimental to quality of life um, and overall health. Mm. So I, I think a friend of yours introduced you to the uh, Lanzerhof or Lanzmed concept. Um, so how did that happen? Or, or have you started to speak about things like that with, with, with your friends? Or how, how was this conversation? No, no, I hadn't started to talk about it with friends. But fortunately for me, I have a friend who started to talk to me about hers. <laughs> She's um, a very amazing person who's very um, in touch with, you know, her um, her own inner health and self-care is healthcare is her motto. And, you know, she has um, worked within the health and beauty industry for a long time. She was a regular at Lanzerhof. She was very, you know, as I am now, I have been to Lanzerhof, very comfortable with speaking about it. Um, and she, we were just talking about it one day when it was really troubling me and I just burst into tears. And, you know, she, she of course, she had no idea that I was suffering from the same thing she had. And, and actually, she had a um, much lesser um, problematic gut, but she'd just gone out of interest, I think, and found it transformative. So there was me doubled over with pain. And she just said, you know, you just got, there is no, yes, here, here are the principles by which I, Tracy, my friend now living, But um, really, you know, the best thing is just go there and see it for yourself and, and find out, you know, your own rules. And, um, and she was absolutely right. So I literally, I booked it, I think, um, that week or the following week. Because, you know, I just, and, 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 and she, she could describe to me exactly how I was feeling, except not to the same extent that I was feeling, And, and then she could describe how she now felt. And I just thought, I want to feel like that. Yeah, I know what you mean, because sometimes it felt so right that you get some recommendation in terms of your nutrition or things like that. But at the end, um, every everyone is different, and especially the gut. There are millions of bacteria there, and, and you can't say, okay, this was the solution for me. It doesn't mean that this uh, could be a solution for you. Mm. So describe your experience in Lanz. Uh, how was your problem approached differently compared to the doctor specialist you went before? Oh, well, the, the, the most transformative, even I'd only been through the door, I think, 30 seconds, was that look, instead of the blank look I'd get from my GP, was the look of total understanding that I got from everybody. And so that was the first. And, you know, I think I cried with lovely Dr. George, you know, and... I think I probably cried with everybody just out of a sense of, you know, I think it was so much pent up pain and frustration and discomfort and confusion that I hadn't even really realised I was carrying. And then to sort of be there and be understood, I think, was the was the, the, the first um, impact. But also this sense of, you know, when you when you are poorly and you go to get things sorted out, you are surrounded by other poorly people. Um, and I, I didn't, I knew I wasn't poorly. I knew that I was healthy, but I just didn't, something was wrong. And, and to be there and surrounded by the other guests, you know, who were from all different walks of life and all different countries and, and demographics, but they, you know, they were pretty much, I, I, I felt, It was it was nice to be surrounded by people who all had 
we all shared that problem you know we wanted to get something sorted and and i i i just loved the fact that all there was such a scientific base to it as well you know it wasn't as i said i'd done detoxes before and i'd done very successful weight loss programs but they would always have a negative impact on my gut um you know from uh, I whisper it, but, you know, um, kind of meal replacement diets, particularly really bad, great for weight loss, really bad for my gut. As I, And as I said, right through to sort of what you think were detoxes or healthy eating. But here I just, at Lanzerhof, imagining I'm there now, um, I just felt that I, I just gave myself over completely in trust. And it just felt like such a holistic um, and... Uh, you know just very welcoming obviously very luxurious and comfortable but scientific too <laughs> so mm-hmm. that was it was just amazing okay so and um how did your symptoms change after your stay or maybe also already doing your stay oh goodness so straight away you know literally within 24 hours i remember and i um so at lanzerhof you um when you know I was I think I wrote about in my feature actually that one of the first things that struck me before I'd even got through the door we you know we walked along um the side of the dining room and I was thinking why is there a dining room why are people eating I'm here to fast you know don't come here to eat um but of course you know that that um dining experience is a is central to the whole um program and I know you're not meant to talk at, at dinner, but of course we do. And the um, the lady that I shared a table with was so wonderful, Swiss lady. And within 48 hours, so of course we didn't know each other. Within 48 hours, she said, oh, it is like a different Claire. <laughs> and, and I said, what? And she said, you just look, she said, you look entirely different. And I, and I went back and I really looked at myself and I thought she's absolutely right. You know, my, my, I, I felt lighter, but my face had, you know, my face had changed. I'd completely, I looked like I'd lost several stone or several kilos in weight. Um, and I hadn't because I'd only been there 48 hours. But the, the, you know, this puffiness and water retention was sort of draining out of me um, and being replaced by sort of lightness. And, and you know, the, the, the other thing which I... I found really interesting was I, I I think probably lots of people are very put off by the idea of fasting how can I not eat that is just not possible and I'd been quite scared about that as well and actually you know it's quite addictive and I shocked myself by how addicted I became to that sense of cleansing and you know um Yeah, I mean, it was, you know, the 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 impact on many different things was and and I, and, and I slept, you know, mm-hmm. I just slept and slept and slept. And that was because I wasn't uncomfortable anymore. And, and, and literally that happened, as I say, within 24, 48 hours. Incredible. Are you still in contact with this uh, lady you met on the on your table? No, no, we didn't. She was um she was really lovely we actually we did we did um exchange contact details and we did have a couple of emails um she cut you know culturally i think she was a much more i i would have been happy too but i think she's just quite a private person but we um uh, and she was there for 
some very serious medical reasons, I think. So I think she had quite a lot on her plate. Um, but she was a return visitor. And, you know, that's the other thing that I, I loved. So I sat opposite her and then I'm next to this guy from Canada, I think. And he was a very, very busy exec. And he said to me, he had, he didn't say what Lancer Hoff had cured him of, but it was something fairly serious. And he came back two or three times a year, you know, and I just thought, wow, I, I, I know why. Yeah, sometimes people say that and you think, do you not want fancy trying somewhere different you know if you're traveling why why would you always come back to the same place but that you know when when they both said that they came back I thought well I know I know exactly why you come back and whenever I hear of people going there I'm sort of instantly transported back into that that amazing sense of inner calm and positivity that you just know you're going through some really amazing change. Yeah, and it's exactly what you say. This exchange to these other guests is for me one of the most important factors from from uh, from the stay because you feel have the feeling that you have um, that you're sharing in a way similar experience, even if the uh, the symptoms or the, the the reasons why you're coming different. Nevertheless, you're going through a kind of process and um, this is a kind of bonding experience in a way Absolutely, so yeah. if, uh, this is like it was for me uh, so i'm i was on a table with six persons and uh, so i have four other persons and i'm still um, in contact and friend with with uh, two of them so one of them was also from hamburg and i'm seeing him quite often he's becoming a real friend and uh, this is a really interesting mm. thing but nevertheless it is all about this uh, very intimate exchange you're having there mm. and this is what i really mm. like so how was it then to come back to your real life to your normal uh, life have you what was the most important things you learned about yourself and you you have now adapted well you know there was lots of things that i learned that i resort that, that i that i don't necessarily keep up as i should do like the chewing um, and the not drinking with meals, you know, I find those are, uh, they're incremental, you know, you, you, they, they start to creep back in and you have to go back and think, no, I'm not meant to be doing this. But the one thing that I have absolutely uh, adhered to is the fasting, is the 16-8 uh, fasting idea. So I try to eat within an eight-hour window And uh, it's been very interesting, actually, during lockdown. One of the things that I struggled with most was, um, you know, and, and I, I, I realise when I'm saying this, first world problems, you know, I know people have been through dreadful things throughout lockdown and, and, and really struggled mentally. I'm very lucky that, you know, I, I had a very um, busy but um, positive lockdown. But with all the family in the, in the same uh, eating together all all day every day you know we I was then eating three meals a day and of course I don't want to skip meals and and mm -hmm. introduce that idea to the children so it's very much all sitting down three times a day and I although on the one hand careful what you wish for because you know meals with the family is something we don't normally have enough time for uh, every single day um you know suddenly I was in this situation where you know I was having to eat three meals meals a day and Uh, it had a really negative effect on um, on how I felt because I didn't I, I'd got used to enjoying feeling hungry um, and I didn't feel hungry and I was eating when I didn't need to eat and I felt I felt like I'd put on loads and loads of weight and I just felt sluggish and 
I started to have the cramps again. And, and I think, honestly, for me, all the other changes um, in terms of what to eat, how you eat, um, are all part of that, of, of the picture of great gut health. But for me, the single most important thing was when you eat mm-hmm. and, and, and that that fasting routine. And since um, my husband's back at work, kids are back at school and I'm still working from home, but um, I have just felt much calmer and, um, you know, much more in control uh, and able to to enjoy those meal times again because I'm doing them in a way that suit my metabolism and, and my gut health. Okay. So, Claire, thank you very much for sharing. So, just imagine that you will meet someone with similar problems uh, that you are uh, were suffering from, uh, for example, bloating or, or other stomach issues. Um, and not everybody can immediately book and stay at Lanzerhof. So, what would be your recommendation for this person? So, uh, or now our listeners probably, which are in a similar situation, what would you recommend to them if they are not able to go to Lanzerhof directly? Is there something what what you say which uh, is an advice you can share well the um and i do have these conversations a lot the 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 first thing i say is about fasting it's um you know try and um eat within an eight hour period and have four hours between meals and don't snack uh, and just give your body some time in fact i i had this very conversation this morning with a friend of mine you know, and just give your body time to to digest and rest in between eating. I do always talk about the um, chewing your food 40 times because mm-hmm. just people love that conversation. And then the, and if it's particularly if you're then eating with people, you know, that it's it's just this fascination that you can actually chew more than twice. You know? <laughs> yes, um, definitely. And, and 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 that's the thing, nothing that people always remember. Oh, yeah, that place you went, you had to chew, chew 40 times. Um, <clears throat> and uh, honestly, you don't have to go. You don't have to count. At the end, you <laughs> you just uh, learn when you you have the feeling that that your food is really chewed well. That yeah. it starts to become a little bit sweeter than it was before. Yeah. Then you're uh, at the at the right level. And I, because I, 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 when I started to count, I really, it, it's so boring, and yeah. <laughs> I, I really hate <laughs> it. But too so, short. But really, <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah but sorry i interrupted no no that's uh you know and i mean we have cut down um you know we don't sort of graze with food or with drink anymore and or we try not to you know so whereas i think particularly actually during lockdown a lot of people had started having a glass or two of wine every single night you know we we really don't do that because it isn't great for my gut health or, or or actually you know my husband for either of us so neither for your sleep sleep quality so you can no, see, exactly. really see that the sleep oh, yeah. quality is going really down well you know people scoff people scoff but i um i think my sleep is of a lesser quality even after just one glass of wine now i'm not suggesting that after one glass of wine i'm in in any way um inebriated or you know that that that's too much on a social occasion all i'm saying is i can feel the difference in my sleep if i have a drink or if i don't definitely so you know um getting enough sleep i would say is well it's you know it's a modern problem isn't it but that's so important as well Excellent, Claire. Thank you very much for sharing um, again these uh, experience you had. And um, I'm really looking forward to see you again at Lanzerhof. 
Yeah, I can't wait to be there. Lovely to speak to you. Okay, thank you. Bye bye. Thank you very much for listening. If you enjoyed it, please leave me a review and subscribe to this podcast. Please stay healthy.